On this episode of Practically Christian Podcast, we talk about habits. Till when the beat drops. That's awesome. You didn't like that? I did. Well, for a second, I thought Joshua did that, and I went, "There's no way, Josh." <laughs> and I went, "No, my Josh did that. That's wonderful." Hello, and welcome to another episode of Practically Christian Podcast. I don't even know why we say that line. What? Like we have completely changed the intro. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are a ministry of sent church. We are a podcast that takes all that information you got all, all up, up in your, your brain. brain and gives you real practical application. But I don't know why every episode starts with, hello and welcome to the Practically <laughs> Christian Podcast. Habit. It's a habit. It is. And we are so glad you took the time to listen to this episode and please tell everyone you listen to it and how awesome it is. Thank you. Like, get into that habit. Let's get into that habit. Share with your yes. friends. Sharing's caring, except when it's germs. So if you haven't picked up yet on this episode, we are going to be talking about habits um, and, and those things that make us tick. Mm. Now, I'm sure most of you out there, I know I have, has heard at some point in your life the saying, we are creatures of habit. Yes. Really, is that all, all you were going to say? You you're like, <laughs> I yes. I didn't know if you had something else to follow that. I will tell you this. I did read or hear or something or maybe both that it takes 21 days to create a habit or form a habit and then 90 days to turn that habit into a lifestyle, like woven into your life. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I do know that if it weren't for people being creatures of habit mm-hmm. then all of debbie's like shows she watches all the tv shows you watch like you wouldn't be able to watch those anymore like snapped or like svu, SVU or right. uh, what was it criminal minds yep um id anything on id because if we weren't creatures of habit mm-hmm. there would be no way to profile criminals right you know you have to establish that pattern and and you have to be able to go Oh, this so-and-so person. did it because... Right. You Keep good? talking. I'm good. I'm okay. just trying to mess with my, my mic here. So, however... Yeah, that was me hitting the table. Okay. However, what does it mean for us here at Practically Christian? Like, why would we be discussing <clears throat> habits? We, I, I think, well, discussing habits, I think, uh, when we become Christians, when Jesus... What decides to, when our time to be called and pulled is, is here, um, we we enter into his family with... Um, Thanksgiving in our hearts? No, no. We enter with a lot of bad habits. It, it, and the reason I was laughing, and I know no one on the podcast saw me laughing. No, Josh was laughing, and I don't know why. Because, like, when I ask a rhetorical question, you always give me an answer. But if I'm asking, like, an actual question that I want you to answer, mm-hmm. 
You're like, yes. Was, and I'm like, <laughs> was that a rhetorical question? It was. It was a rhetorical <laughs> question. Because we're going to talk about that. Like, <laughs> But sometimes I wonder, you ask, you ask, <laughs> that's terrible. You ask questions and I, sometimes I go, there's nobody. But you do it in our everyday life too. I do. Like, that's true. So to start with, almost everyone I talk to who is struggling with sin says pretty much the same thing. What? Like it, it has different variations and whatnot, but right. but it, it pretty much boils down to why won't God just take this desire from me? Mm. Like, mm-hmm. why do I have to struggle with this? Why do I have to go through this? Like, it has something along those lines. Right. And uh, I'm not immune I was going to say, I, I've done that. Jesus, please just make this stop. I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. Just make this go away. Um. In fact, Romans seven fourteen through sixteen. That, that's what Paul's saying. He's going the stuff, the things I want to do, I don't do, but mm. the things I don't want to do, I do. These are the things that I do that I keep doing. Like I keep getting this wrong. And see, for most practically Christian people, the problem isn't they do not know what sin is. Right. It's we know what it is. We just don't want to not do it. Right. We like to play in our sin. I'm sorry. Got? Was that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, no, no. We do. We like to play in our sin. It's comfortable. It's convenient. We're used to it. Um, and that can be, I mean, when you say the word sin and people who n- speak Christianese, they hear that and go, ooh, sin. Like, it's such a dirty word, but everyone has it and everyone does it and everyone struggles with some and form no one of is it. immune from it. Nope. And really, when we're talking about, as far as habits go... You know, and, and Debbie, you brought up just a little bit ago, like, we mm. come into this with bad habits. Right. We come into this sinful. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reason we struggle so much is because habits are hard to break. They are hard to break. Like, we are made in the image of God, mm-hmm. according to Genesis. Okay. Therefore, we love order mm-hmm. and despise chaos. Right. Okay, now I know we know people who, like seem like they live in chaos but even in that chaos there's some kind of order right. there's some kind of cycle some kind of you know normalcy if you would right um and i know there are people that are more spontaneous than others um that that will just pick up and go hey look i'm going on a trip um to another country and right i'll be back in a couple of weeks maybe <laughs> right I am not one of those people, no, but no, you are a creature of habit. But I get that there are people that that are more spontaneous, and I'm not talking necessarily about spontaneity. Um, but because we love order rather than chaos, we love schedules. We love safety. We love like having routines. We lo- like we love habits. Mm-hmm. We don't like change. People resist change on mm-hmm. a whole, right? Um, and therefore. We like feeling comfortable. We like feeling, even even if we know where we're comfortable at, is not a good place to be. But we're comfortable. It, it's why people stay in bad relationships. Right. It's why people avoid conflict. Right, because we are so used to Whatever our it habit. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seriously, we, we, we are wired to love order and reject chaos. Like, when God spoke into the darkness and created the light, like, when you go through the creation story, Mm -hmm. what you are seeing is God taking chaos 
and making order. Right. And that's what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why we like to, like, everything in our life is dictated by time. And we like to go, this is what time I got to go to bed. This is what time I have to wake up. This is what time I have to leave the house for work. This is what time I have to be at work. This is what time I go to lunch. This is what time I, I get off of work. This is what time I do this, 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 this. is Like, we like that. Right. And it causes us to create habits. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that's really, you know, that, that I know I've struggled with, and, and it's not sinful or anything, and it, I'm just using it as an illustration. Mm-hmm. Like, I was getting into the habit of coming home from work and sitting down on the couch, and right. then I may or may not get up, <laughs> like, until mm-hmm. it was time to, like, eat dinner or take a shower or, you know, get ready for bed or those kind of things. And I remember you saying something about that. Like, I, I remember you saying something to the effect of, I can't come home and sit down because once I sit down, I'm done. Right. Which is why, like, I taking a shower. Perfect right. example. When you take a shower, you're done. Like, that's it. That's the last thing I do before I get in do bed. Do not ask Josh to do anything <laughs> after he's taken a shower. That's that's it. He's done. Yes. And and, and that's a habit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we create these habits because we're trying to make order out of the chaos that mm-hmm. our lives can be. Right. And everybody out there knows what it's like to have just this chaotic life. Mm-hmm. And so what we do is we make these routines. We make these habits. We We go, okay, you know. I get home at this time, from this time to this time I do this, from this time to this time I do this, from this time to this time I do this, and then, you know, it's lights out, ready for bed. Almost sometimes to um, an unhealthy level, it's robotic sometimes. Right. And see, and to really understand this, because, like, we all create habits. Like, your life is nothing but a string of your habits. Right. You know, maybe your habit's waking up and, like, Debbie, you, you wake up, you know, before the crow of the rooster... Terrible analogy because <laughs> we don't know live on a farm. Why you would say that? But you wake up before the sun and you go, "Oh, I'm going to go to the gym." Mm-hmm. And in the days you don't go to the gym, Ugh. it throws your whole day off They're because exhausting. you're out of your habit. Right. But the problem with habits is not all habits are good habits. Right. Um. And and really, to understand habits, we have to understand that normal is a relative word. Right. And for instance, yeah, for instance, you know, your normal may look totally different than my normal. Mm -hmm. You know, our brains create habits conducive to the environment we live in. Right. And that's why I was saying, like, even for me to look at someone else and go, man, their life is chaotic. You know, um, we used to work with a, a lady who had three kids. They were all in different sports and, you know, they all did different things. And it was like literally... You go to work all day, you get off of work, you go here, you go here, you go here. Like, they weren't even getting home till like, 9, 30, 10 o'clock right. at night. and the house was in disorder, and they never had dinner at home. And, and and for someone like us looking in, we're like, man, that's really chaotic. It's exhausting. But that was their habit, that was their they norm. They were used to it, right. They did almost, that was their life. They didn't know how to not do that, even though right. so they when, didn't want to not do that. Yeah, so when, when sports were over, it was, well, now what? Like, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we create habits to make our world more normal, um, or, or more normal are considered to be bad habits. So let's look at it from this POV, this, this point of view. If our habits were created before Jesus saved us, then our habits are based on something other than the law of God. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And seeing how everybody created habits before Jesus saved you. Your habits are based on what at that point? Our fleshly desires. 
Yeah, our broken, sinful, sinful mm-hmm. the wicked, deceitful hearts, according our to Jeremiah. Right. You know, and the more we get to know Jesus, the more we look at the things in our lives that that are waging war against him. And we go, I don't want to do this anymore. And seriously, you know, and, and just to discuss a little side note on that, Christianity, Jesus, is not a, a list of do's and don'ts. It's not a checklist, right? Um, you know, David says in the, in Psalm, and I'm blanking on it. I know it's in the Psalms, um, that I delight, I want to say it's Psalm one, mm-hmm. that I delight in the law of God. Like we get to a point where our hearts are so transformed and we want to be like Jesus right. so much that we delight in the law of God. And really in all honesty, most people look at the 10 commandments and they go, well, look, like where's all your joy in life? You know, you're not allowed to, you know, what? I'm not allowed to what? Have any other gods before God? Right. Worship idols? I'm not allowed to kill people? Lie? Right. Not allowed to cheat on my wife? Like, really, in all honesty, are these bad things to begin with? (laughs) Like, you you know what I mean? Are they going to keep you from anything? So (laughs) Besides chaos and disorder? And I mean, really, if we stop and think about it, Jesus says what? To love God with all our heart, mind, body, and soul, and love others, others as, as ourselves. ourselves. Right. So, I mean, really, in all honesty, these aren't, like, terrible, terrible rules. Right. Like, they're not so burdensome that, like, I'm just, you know, Never walking around sad to... miserable all the right. time. Oh, I gotta love people. Oh, man, I can't, you know, and the can't more, be and, jealous. <laughs> right. What do you mean I can't have two girlfriends? Like, seriously, and if you're married, you'll understand this, like... Having one wife is, is, is definitely more than enough. I'm definitely more than a handful. Yeah, you are extra. And some sounds salty. But hey. that's why like I've never understood those people that like when Hashtag like especially salt of the earth. <laughs> oh well, not that kind of, kind of salt. <laughs> um more like, oh, the water got in my eye at the beach. Oh, that kind of salt. Okay. Um but like those guys like when when they hear stories about like polygamists, people who have you know these guys that have multiple wives, right? And, and they're like, oh man, that'd be the life. And I'm like, mm, what but it? would it? Because if you had two of me, you'd probably die. Like you can't keep one happy. Right. And you want more than one. Right. But anyway, and and obviously that is potato potato. We're not talking about that. No. Obviously, we're getting polygamy. Um, <laughs> but the more we love Jesus, and the more we understand what our sin really is, right? And what our sin? I mean, we just celebrated Easter. Mm-hmm. Like in every church in America, every Christian church, I should say, in America, every, you know, Protestant church, I guess I should say in America. I mean, we can get more specific later. But anyway, at some point in their message, talked about Jesus dying on the cross, being buried in the tomb, being rose again. I mean, our last podcast, that, that was the podcast. That, that is the eugelion, the gospel, the good news. Right. But when we understand how wicked our sin really is... And we understand that it was our sin that caused God to have to die on the cross. Right. That it was my sin that put the nails in Jesus. Then all of a sudden you do start to look at your sin kind of differently. A lot like I remember, right. I remember like my dad's a big guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I remember when I was real little, you know, five, six, seven years old. Um, and I wasn't always a big guy. Um, I was real little when I was little. Right. Like people <laughs> wondered if I ate little. Right. You know, that kind. Yeah. I was telling someone today that you were like a rail. So when he would get mad, I remember being afraid. Oh, yeah. But now, you know, now that, you know, he's got some minor health issues and, 
you know, he's not as quick as he used to be. Oh, and don't say that about uh, Papa. And I'm a little bit bigger than he is now. <laughs> um, now, like, I go, well, you know, it's not fear that drives me. Right. It's respect. It's respect, right. And really, that's, that's like, what winds up happening in our lives. Right. Okay, we, we when we first come to know Jesus, mm-hmm. we, we, sh- we enter in with that fear, with, with looking at him going, oh, my God, I am a terrible human being. Right. And how could you love me? But over time, it develops more into fear in the different sense mm-hmm. and, and the respect and awe kind of sense. Right. And we start looking at our life and we start looking at all these sins we do and we're like, God, I don't even want to do this anymore. Like, why do I keep falling? Over and over. And then you feel bad after and you're going, dang it, why did I do that? Or why did I say that? Or even why did I think that? Right. I know. I mean, for me, I can't speak for everyone. But I know for me, there are times I'm like, son of a gun, you got to be kidding me. Here we go again. I can't even say it. It doesn't even matter. Like, we were almost going to have a here we go again moment right here on the podcast. Just now, I I almost did it. And really, if we look at that and and understanding that that is our general problem, Mm -hmm. that the things we want to do, we don't do. And the things we want to do. And the things we don't. Right. Yeah. Those are the things we do. Right. And that naturally will lead us into the next part of what we're talking about. See, again, Jesus is what we should focus on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Romans 8.1 is very clear. There is now no condemnation for those found in Christ. Right. So understand your sin's done. Like, that's been forgiven. That, that's over with. And we should take comfort in that. But Romans 6.1 starts with, but should we continue to sin so that grace, grace may, may abound? abound. By no. no means. Like, no, we shouldn't. Like, we now have a new heart. We now have a new desire we now have something else to live right. for, and we now have something to orientate our thoughts to, right? which would bring us to Romans 12. Right. Do not be conformed to the ways of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Of our mind. Of and our mind. We have to train that. We have to train our mind. And again, some of us had a lot of baggage mm-hmm. when Jesus saved us. We We had a long path of sin and... And a long line of just wretched behavior and understand that 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 took a toll. I mean, go ahead and if you have little kids that are listening to this now, go ahead and you can turn it down for like the next five to ten seconds. We'll count to five. Um, One, two, three, four, five. But there's been study after study that shows that excessive viewing of pornography actually reshapes the neurons in your brain Hmm. you actually think differently Mm -hmm. you look at women or men differently right because of that okay so which will impact so many other parts of your life absolutely your relationships and but you have now transformed your mind literally and what the bible is telling us in romans 12 2 is to do the same thing right to trans you know be renewed by the the transforming of your mind right some of the stuff, like some of the baggage you came in with, it immediately goes away. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, for those who don't know, like I used to have a drinking problem, mm-hmm. you know, years and years and years ago. And like it came to a head one night, me and Debbie got into a fight the next morning, like sober as a boar, uh, sober as a boar, sober as a bird. Probably as a boar too. You know, I looked at Debbie, I was like, I will never do this again. And that was 12 years ago, 11 years ago, 12 years ago. 
It was yeah, it was a long somewhere time in ago. there. Um, and it just went away. Like I don't ever have days where I'm like struggling with that. Now, on the flip side, I used to dip, like good old chewing tobacco. <laughs> right. That. Took- that was one of those that you know I fell over and over and over and over. Like, I would go a couple of days and then break down and start dipping again. Or I'd go a couple of weeks and then break down and start dipping again. Right. Went a couple of months one time and then broke down and started dipping again. Like, mm-hmm. went a year, broke down and started dipping again. You know, and that was one of those things that I fought and fought and fought and fought. Over and over and over again. And and it didn't just go away. And it, it even to this day, mm-hmm. you catch me, yeah, there. you catch me on the right, the right night driving by the right convenience store. You know, or I'm outside doing yard work. I'm like, hmm, you know, this, <laughs> or out on the boat fishing. Yeah. You know, it it automatically comes back. Because our problem after being saved, after Jesus has saved us, isn't a heart problem at that point. It's not a heart habit. It's a flesh habit. Right. We're so used to doing this one thing. And and for the most part, we take v- comfort in this. This is, it's like eating comfort food, you know, on a rainy day. Like I know people like as soon as it gets cold and it doesn't get cold often here in Florida, but like that first day where it drops below like 80. Right. And you know, that's our winter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, got to make chili and we're going to have, you know, a fire right. out back. Corn and bread, pumpkin you know, spice, everything. Yep. And, and they know, okay, this is, this, it's just a habit. Like it's a comfort thing. This becomes our comfort. It becomes our solace. It, it It is where we go when we're stressed out, when we don't want to worry about the things of this world. You know, we, we use this habit to make us feel good when we feel bad or sad or mad or any other word that ends with A-D. Right. And really, in all honesty, at this point, it's not even a habit. It's an idol. It is taking away from our affections for Jesus. And whatever the idol is, if we're in the habit of relying on the idol other than Jesus, then we have another God above God. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're not supposed to have any gods before him. Right. Including our habits. I mean, even think about it. Like Moses comes down off Mount Sinai. You know, he's just spent, you know, 40 days up there with God. The people of Israel can look up to the top of the mountain and see that God is up there with him. Moses comes down, and what are they doing? They're worshiping a golden calf. And most of us read this story, and we're like, oh, my God, like, how could you do that? Right. Like, you can see God's presence. Like, you just saw everything he did to bring you out of Egypt. And why would you do this? Because we know what that's like, because we do it every day. Right. Yeah. Because we see what God brought us out of. We see the Egypt that God brought us out of. And you know what's funny? Working with kids... They are actually more convicted with bad habits than I find adults are, which is a whole nother podcast. But I, you know, a child can do something and feel immediate guilt and sadness and, and they will mourn over their sinful habit. Right. And go, I mean, I've heard them say, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say that. I don't want to be mean. I don't want, like, they don't want, they genuinely don't want but to. But seriously, I think when it comes to, especially adults, it, it's it's not a morning thing. It's not a they don't feel bad thing. For the most part, it's they're tired. Right. Just like the Israelites. 
You know, they, they went, we're familiar with this. We, we remember this God in Egypt, you know, and, and at least we can see this God. Right. Um, and, and really that's what we do. Like, that's what we do with our habits. Mm-hmm. You know, we go back to them because that's where we're comfortable. Right. And it's understand safe. and understand it's good to be uncomfortable. It's good to be unsafe when dealing with Jesus. But you know what? And I hope it helps people have a better understanding of why um, addicts do what they do. Oh, absolutely. They're comfortable. They're, it's safe to them. Absolutely. It's, Even though we can look at it and see all the dangers of it. Right. It is their safety. It is their safety. And, and it takes a while. And even if you want to approach this from a psychological point of view, and, and you start looking at um, Maslow's hierarchy, you know, pyramid of hierarchy. Right. What's on the bottom? Your basic needs. Your food, shelter, needs, right? you know, water, your safety. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't build on top of that if you don't have these things on can't the bottom. can't do anything if you don't have that, including help people through their habits. So how do we break free of these habits? How do we move past these habits? The first thing we have to understand is Jesus is better. He's better than whatever it is you're chasing. Yep. You know, Promise. These, these habits are idols that cannot stand on their own. And find someone who will keep you accountable that you can go to. And understand, I'm saying this with a heavy heart. Like, I've been where you're at. I oh, get yeah. it. Like, I, I, I'm not saying this is some cheap, you know. No, we are burdened. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Like, yeah. everybody's had to work through stuff yes. like this. Um, but what I want you to understand is Jesus is better. He is better. Absolutely. And you may not see that right now. But but I, I guarantee if you keep searching it, you will eventually see that. Right. Um, you know, the, the second way is get in the Bible. Read right. it. Meditate on it. Hide its words in your heart so that you may not sin against God. I mean, mm-hmm. again, that's straight from the Psalms. Right. We have to know what God says about who he is. So we know what we should imitate. Right. Like, and if we don't know what, what God says about who he is, then what are you trying to imitate to begin with? Right. Thirdly, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Understand that when you go from death to life... You see things differently. And you feel so much better. Like when Neo came out of the Matrix. Oh my gosh. Hey, we, we can say whatever no, we want. I, no, but, I hear you. <laughs> but when he came out of the Matrix, yeah. he could see, oh, I'm just a battery for the machines. Right. Like the world looked totally different than what he mm-hmm. thought it did. And the same thing happens when Jesus saves us. When Jesus brings us from death to life, and the it more looks you, totally different. The more your mind is, is transformed and renewed, um, the quicker... You'll mourn your sin. That doesn't mean you're going to forever stop, but you'll be, you'll, you'll mourn it much faster. Right. And, and don't get it twisted, guys. We all sin. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Everyone. Like we are not standing on some soapbox trying to preach down to people. Oh no. Everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. We are speaking to ourselves. Romans three all day. Mm-hmm. And lastly, and this is probably this is probably the, the step that I think more people should be taking, but they don't. I think the first three most people that listen to this podcast would agree with. But this is the step that I think most people don't take. Take action. Like, you have to do something. Right. Like, I hear a lot of people go, oh, you know, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray. But what are you doing? Yes, God can answer prayer in miraculous move. ways. You have to move. But the Bible tells us in James 4, resist 
the devil. And he, and he will, will flee, flee, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. And guess what happens when you draw near to the devil? And I don't mean that in some weird, creepy, spiritual kind of way. I mean, like, when you play in your sin, it's going to suck you in. It's like quicksand. If you went into the wild, like, I know everybody right now is afraid of alligators for whatever reason. Like, everyone we know is sending me videos of, like, <laughs> alligators. Yeah, I don't understand that. That's so funny. And, like, I've told them all the time, like, I grew up on the water. I've never been attacked by an alligator. I've never had an alligator, like, swim in or chase after me or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But on the same hand, I'm also not going to jump in the water to wrestle an alligator either. I ain't wrestling no alligators. No. And what we do when we play in sin is we're jumping on top of that alligator. Right. In the water. Right. Like, I might be able to wrestle one up on land, but in the water, I'm really no match for him. Like, the human body is not designed to swim through water. That's his territory. And the Bible tells you to resist the devil. Mm -hmm. Fight the devil. Stand firm. Paul, Paul all day in Ephesians 6, put on the full armor of God. Like, it's going to take work on your part. Right. You know, one of the things I tell people, and, and you touched on it earlier, get an accountability partner. You know, that way you have someone to go to when temptation is creeping up. Um, if you can't keep your eyes pure on your smartphone, gouge them out. Get a flip phone. Something that can't go on the internet. Something that doesn't get video. Right. You know, there are steps you can be taking. Get Absolutely. plugged into a local church. That's the whole point of the church. And then you can find someone to be accountable to. For That's us. the whole point. And if you live here in the Four Towns area, we would love for you to get plugged in as we are starting to plan a church right here in our community. Right. But so it, I encourage you all, and I should have said this at the beginning, but you know what? <laughs> this is for all of you people who, yeah. who stay and listen to the end because you get to hear something that no one else does. Yep. This week on our Facebook account, I have a huge announcement. We're going to do our first video. Yay. And I'm not sure how it's going to work yet, but but I also have a big announcement on next week's podcast. Oh. And you're definitely, mm. definitely going to want to be here for that. I don't even know what that is. But you're definitely going to be here. You're going to want to hear it. So until next week, I challenge you, resist the devil, fight them temptations, mm -hmm. be transformed by the renewing of your mind, and understand faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. Right. If you need anything else, hit us up on Facebook. Reach out to us. We love you and can't wait to talk to you again. We love you guys.